It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. The Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. The week's most interesting interviews with senators, commentators, and newsmakers. Giving you a replay just in case you missed it. The Guy Benson Show. Benson Show. I am very, very happy to have you here with me every weekday from 3 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. And if you can't listen live, you miss a lot. So there's a podcast for that, GuyBensonShow.com. I am very pleased to welcome back to the show, Glenn Youngkin. And as I mentioned at the top of today's show, last time he was here, he was a candidate for governor in the Commonwealth of Virginia. I can now introduce him as the governor of the Commonwealth of Virginia. Glenn Youngkin, welcome back to the show. Congratulations. Guy, thank you so much. It's great to be with you. And uh, it is it is uh, really exciting to be working for 8.6 million bosses in Virginia. I'm having a ball. Well, I'm one of them. And so far, so good from my perspective. I mean, it's been a very busy, what, five weeks on the job so far. And you've had some pretty significant battles already. Did you anticipate the ferocity of the pushback, for example, on your executive order for school masking and choice for parents? There were some of those deep blue counties, I live in one of them, that decided to go the resistance route and hold out. And turned out that you actually had the votes in the legislature to beat them. Talk about that whole saga and how you were able to actually win sort of in a rout on behalf of parents and children. We went to work on day one, and I, I, I was surprised that so many people were surprised that we started on day one to fulfill all the promises that we made during our campaign. You know, 11 executive actions and, and 59 bills in our legislature and 25 budget amendments to put to work, <laughs> lowering taxes, standing up for parents, better schools, safe communities, getting our economy moving and creating jobs as opposed to being stalled out. And, oh, by the way, a government that works for you doesn't tell you what to do all the time. And we went to work right out of the, right out of the block. And I guess people were surprised that uh, someone who's elected to office would actually do what he said he was going to do. Um, and, yeah, you know what happens when, when you make change is there are people that um, are resistant. And it's okay. That's what a democracy is all about. And so, but we're making change, and I am so excited about the great progress that we've made. And and uh, you know, with regards to with regards to parents and and re empowering parents to make decisions for their kids, you know, this was this was not one of these um, partially supported issues. A vast majority of Virginians believe that they they should be able to make decisions with regards to their kids. And uh, and while we had some school boards that pushed back, and I think sadly didn't treat kids that well, and I don't think they'll be. Uh, remembered well in history. Uh, it was great to see a bipartisan move in our legislature to follow up my executive order with legislation and right. codifying it into law. And once that it was codified, the right to make these decisions. And once that codification occurred, one of those holdout boards and counties loud and said, "Okay, we cry, Uncle. We're changing the policy." Some of the others are still kind of making noises like, "Oh, we're taking it under advisement. We're looking at it." Do you expect all counties in Virginia? to comply with the law as of March 1st at the latest? I do. I do. And I think that, uh, you know, a combination of the, the fundamental shift in science and medicine and recognizing it's time, and, and second of all, it's the law. 
and there's just no debate. We, we in fact, had a judge in Loudoun County that universally ruled that my that my executive order, uh, in fact, it would would be enforced, and, and ordered Loudoun County the next day to give parents the rights to make these decisions. And so it's time, and I'm so excited that Virginia has been able to lead here. This is not about politicians. This is about parents and kids. And we've been we've been leading on this for a year, and to see the rest of the country, and particularly states led by led by Democrats, change their mind on this, it's really really well, awesome. On a dime. But you know, the reality is the reality is that if you want to wear a mask, uh, you want your child to wear a mask in Virginia, you can. But oh, by the way, as a parent, if you don't think that's the right thing for your child, you don't have to wear one. You mentioned some of those Democratic governors. You took a lot of the arrows and attacks in those first couple of weeks of your governorship. Of course, a bunch of other Republican governors had implemented similar choice in their states for a long time, but you were the newly elected governor of a bluer state, and so they came after you. He doesn't care about kids. He doesn't care if they die. He's anti-science. And just a few weeks later, like en masse, there was a stampede toward the exit ramp on this for a bunch of Democratic governors who I guess were realizing that maybe the jig was up. Would you say, Governor, that perhaps you, to borrow a phrase, read the room better than some of these other <laughs> leaders earlier? Yeah, well, I think we did. I think we read the room because we listened to parents. And that's what I am uh, really excited, excited about because, because yeah, we've been talking about this for a year. And been reading the room for a year, mm-hmm. and and to see the rest of the country uh, really follow suit has been great. You know, the reality is uh, when you make change and uh, you you begin to really move away from something that should have been changed a while ago, people are people are going to throw arrows at you. And I took a few, but that's okay. I'm six six two thirty five, and I can take <laughs> a few arrows and. And uh, we're just going to keep on. We're going to keep on going to work for parents and kids. And in the next phase of this, of course, is is a lot of our uh, efforts and legislation in order to press forward with with our lab school initiative to innovate in K through 12 education and really provide kids multiple choices on 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 schools within the public school system. And this is the next exciting thing we're working on. I have to ask. It's just a curiosity. You've been very busy, so you probably didn't see it. But I've been out there advocating that you would be a terrific State of the Union responder for the Republican Party, given what you've done in these early days and the juxtaposition with what's happening in Washington, D.C. It was announced today that Kim Reynolds, the Iowa governor, will in fact be uh, holding that torch for the Republican Party. Did they approach you at all? Were you in that conversation at all? Is that something you can reveal? Well, first of all, I'm very flattered that you would even suggest this. And, of course, you know, I— when when these when these conversations uh, generally start, I think, and I wasn't even governor yet, and so I've been I've been in the seat for five weeks. Um, I am new to this. Governor Reynolds is awesome, and I'm just a big fan of hers, and excited about the response that she's going to provide at a time when we we need a real voice. I mean, of course, what we're seeing in in Washington under under President Biden is high inflation and. And weak national uh, defense issues and national security issues and immigration challenges beyond anybody's possible belief. And in fact, the immigration challenges translate into governor challenges um, and we're all having to deal with it. So this is a great chance for, for Governor Reynolds to speak for us all. I so appreciate you, you uh, thinking about me. I'm brand new at this. I'm doing everything I can to serve Virginians. And I have to tell you, I just feel really good about the progress we've made so far. Fair enough. Another political question, then one policy question. 
people, I think a lot of Republicans and conservatives have looked at the way that you won and said, okay, he was able to sort of manage the Trump thing very well. He got the endorsement. You didn't go very often to Trump land, but he never came to the state. You just sort of like managed to keep everyone on side. Do you have a recommendation, without getting into him specifically, for other Republicans running around the country for office in this very important midterm cycle coming up, how you were able to focus on you know, state and local issues in particular and maybe sidestep a lot of the national drama that the press likes to harp on a lot of the time? Well, the, the national drama is, you're 100% right, is where the press focuses. The reality is, of course, voters are worried about what's happening on the local level. And this is where we spend all of our time is low taxes and better schools and, and schools that teach our kids how to think, not what to think, and safe communities. And, and oh, by the way, more jobs, more jobs and more jobs and government that works. And that gave us the ability to hug everybody. And I, I just think it's one of these moments that, that as a Republican in a state that has been blue uh, for quite a while, uh, we had to hug everybody. And you know what? The platform of better jobs and low taxes and safe communities and great schools appeals to a lot of people. And we found that not only did we get such strong support, of course, out of our base, but we won the independent vote. We had Democrats flying over in droves. We, you know, we, we won the Hispanic vote, the Asian vote. We got more vote from the black community than we've had in a long time. And, and you know, this is, this is a moment for us to recognize that core – Local issues, those kitchen table issues yep. matter. And it builds and it a coalition, which is what you did in Virginia. And it sounds like taxes might be next or at least one of the next things on your agenda. We'll have to discuss that next time we have you back. Governor Glenn Youngkin, Republican of Virginia. Governor, thank you so much. Guy, thank you so much. Have a great afternoon. You too. We'll step aside. Be right back. That was this week's edition of the Guy Benson Show Sunday Replay. For more Guy Benson Show, go to GuyBensonShow.com or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. Hey there, it's me, Kennedy. Make sure to check out my podcast, Kennedy Saves the World. It is five days a week, every week. Download and listen at foxnewspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.